Okay, I'm ready now. Me too. Okay, and good. I lowered the volume. You're not, you guys aren't screaming in my ear anymore. I scream in Paul's ear all the time. <laughs> I had to make sure he read the books, you know? I have always read the books, just not always the right books. And not always before we start recording. <laughs> hey, the only time I didn't read before we started recording was when I read the wrong one. Oh, yeah. That's right. That's right. Everybody okay? I am. Terrific. <laughs> did you write intros for tonight? I did. Did you? Yeah. Sweet. Does it sound like I've written them? That's okay though. No, 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 no. I mean, maybe the last one, the secret yeah. weapons one. Honestly, it sounds good when you do them because it does sound like they're prepared and it starts the show off properly instead of being like every other uh, show that Martin and I do. Yes. Fuck it, let's start. That's right. <laughs> I don't even put music on them anymore. I'm just like, whatever. We're rolling. <laughs> All right, I guess I'll go then. Hit it. Hey, everybody. Welcome to another episode of Ivar's Long Box, the show where we stare sadly at the decapitated head of a robot. Also, we read an issue of Classic Valiant and ask ourselves, does this story stand the test of time? Today, we're reading and discussing Magnus Robot Fighter number 47, a book that came out 20 years ago. My name is Josh. I'm Martin. I'm Paul. T 20 years ago, next month, this book came out. Can we skip and it's the still book and just so talk about sad. Yeah, let's talk about just decapitated <laughs> heads. How about that? I, I didn't. I didn't get past the cover. I mean, I just. I looked. I sat here staring at it because it's just so damn sad. <laughs> I, just, I couldn't go any further. What Paul I've, used to say is that the, he didn't read it. No, I read it, and the more I read, the sadder I got. Really? Not because the robot's dying. <laughs> <laughs> I was gonna say. <laughs> Mostly because of the writing and art. Not the art so much. Eh, I have some issues with everything. Not terrible. Not in love with this. Kind of terrible. Well, go ahead and kick it off. What, what did you not like about it? Um, first of all, just right at the beginning, the uh, the lettering is not pleasant in this. Um, I found this much more unpleasant to read. Um, it may be a little bit better in paper form, um, but digitally... <laughs> The letters just kind of look a little blurred together. Um, I know that that wasn't the way that this was ideally made to be presented, but still, it just it wasn't the most pleasant lettering to read. Um, the the other main thing uh, is how is this Magnus? I mean, I know obviously a lot of stuff has happened, and all the issues uh, from earlier in the series where I've been reading. Uh, up till now to this, but I mean, this is like the opposite of what Magnus is supposed to be. He's the president, uh, which is fine, whatever. I could see it progressing to that, but now he's just gone from okay, I was raised to kill robots to I'm gonna stop doing what you know people tell me to do and it's wrong to kill robots. To now he's back to like, eh, we gotta kill you guys because it's better for humans. So I don't like this. So here's my thing, right? So when we read – what was that awful book, uh, the, 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 the Geomancer? Mm -hmm. um, there was some in that, and there was some in the Eternal Warrior issue that we read. And my one complaint was the use of the color yellow. Mm -hmm. 
Okay, and that's the same thing that I'm having an issue with this book. There's so much yellow, and I, I know what you mean about the lettering. I mean, who wants to read freaking yellow boxes? That's ridiculous. Yeah, I think the the yellow is the backdrop to the text is just very unpleasant on the eyes. I mean, I, I understand what they're trying to do. They're trying to separate, like, the dialogue from the narration um, and, like, the inner monologues. Um, are done in yellow as well um, but it's just it's not easy to read um, I think on on the printed page it might even be harder to read with the yellow boxes um, at least you know in the digital copy you kind of zoom in and you can still read it but um, it's it's a little difficult Josh uh, the art does not uh, it's just for me it's not good <laughs> Um, I see what you're saying about the lettering. I have the physical copy, so it reads a little bit better, I think. There's a lot of italicized um, letters at the beginning, so that probably doesn't show up that great on a digital copy. Uh, it, it is disjointed. Like I couldn't tell who was who with the lettering. Um, even like – I know you're supposed to feel that way on the first page. But as you get into the story, you're supposed to figure it out a little bit better. Right. And I wasn't necessarily sure who was talking all the time and who was thinking all the time. Um, so, yeah, I, I, I understand those complaints about it. I think the story is a little better for me, though. I, th I think I'm a little bit more OK with it. Than, and it sounds like you are, Paul. Uh, How do you feel about the story, Martin? I didn't hate the story. Um, I actually I think the plot itself is pretty interesting. And I, I never got this far in my original reading of Magnus. Um, so I'm not, you know, there's, there's some gaps for me as to what happened. But um, I think the issue really here is the dialogue and not so much the story. Yeah, I think that I agree there. The story itself is, is uh, somewhat interesting. And uh, the very first Magnus book I ever read was actually the, the newest Fred Van Lenty one. So it was where humans were kind of on, they were on the outs in a robot controlled world. So having read that, you know, been exposed to like that side of the story first, this is obviously referring to a time that has transpired, you know, in the last, uh, you know, 25, 30 issues that I haven't read where the robots gain power, it looks like. So it, like this, this, the concept sounds interesting. The dialogue is bad and Magnus's character, I think, is uh, just so contradictory to, to he. it's like he has no empathy. He really I mean, he's just like lying to the, the robot, doesn't really care. And he's like, what do you want me to do? You know, you could be our servants and we, you'll let us you know, reprogram you to where we can control you or we'll, we'll be a war with you. And it is, I don't know. It just, I, I don't think it's well written uh, as far as his dialogue or his personality in this character right now. Yeah. I thought that was a little strange as well. I mean, I know a lot has happened where uh, with the whole metal of empire and all that stuff. Um, and I, I understand why they may implement these laws to outlaw the robots um but it, it yeah i mean it's completely out of character for magnus and with him being the president why would he approve something like this um considering the history he's had with i, I don't past. i don't feel like it's out of character from 
from what we've seen. I, I, I agree that the dialogue is stilted and rushed too. Uh, like I think this would maybe have been better as a four-parter instead of a two-parter to really explore some of the ethical dilemmas that are here. But I mean at the end of the Malav War, spoiler, uh, you know, just the whole planet is practically wiped out. Uh, you know, there's there's not very many survivors at all. Um, he's he's not a, a good politician. That's not his strength. And so he's in this position where he has to um, uh, appease his citizens and his citizens don't want there to be robots around because of the hell that they just went through. Um, he's wrong. He's absolutely wrong. Um but I, I, I kind of actually think it's interesting when Magnus is is the bad guy. I thought that's where Fred Van Lente's series was going at first, for instance. Um, I, 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 you know, he's not always. I mean, he's 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 a hammer. You know, he's not. That's he's not. He doesn't have any. Uh, uh, he's not supposed to be soft in any way, and and so. I guess it, it it sort of works for me in that sense because because of what happened before. So no, I mean, yeah, that, that's what I'm saying. I understand that yeah. a lot happened to get to this point, but I don't. I mean, to me, it doesn't seem in character. I think I I know what you're saying about him being like the hammer, but it seems like he would be a little more understanding of what's going on with this resistance uh, from the robots. Um, yeah. I've only read like the first 15 issues, but even early on when he's just, just been trained to kill robots, basically he's just been trained to be a puppet of North Am. He still has more empathy than he does now. And going through more things in life should increase his empathy, not demolish his empathy, I think. But I also haven't read like, you know, 25 or 30 issues that happen in between. So that's where I Jumping around could definitely make it get lost. I don't know if if that's necessarily the case. I mean, if you've been through a war and and you know you've seen the world that you thought it was destroyed practically, I I, I think when you get older, you, you tend to not be as empathetic, and especially if you went through something like he did. Uh, I I don't know. My my mom is a. a uh, she used to work in senior centers, and boy, I, I would think that those—I I, I would talk to a lot of those people growing up in the in the senior center, and they seemed they seemed rougher and grumpier the older they got. And, but, but and I kind of feel like that's what this this is this is what he's doing. But um, did they start out with a lack of empathy? Because I I think that there are people that are prone to be empathetic, sure. and then experiences grow that, and then there are people who are prone to be apathetic, and experiences grow that. I sure. think that Magnus was initially presented as a very, very empathetic, you know, a character with a lot of empathy. And yeah. I think that no matter what he goes through, even though he may say, I have to make these des- decisions because they're what's right for my people, I still think that he would be able to be empathetic to the other side. Doesn't mean that it would change his actions. I just think that the way it's presented with his dialogue is really where it's lost because he's, he's like lying and not even lying well. Sure. It's like, oh yeah, well, just you know, give me, give me back my wife, and you know, we'll give you that. That'll be fine, you know. No, it, I certainly it, think that this this book could have had like used three or four more pages of him wrestling with it. Yeah, if that had been there, um, 
maybe my position would be stronger than it is. So I, 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 I totally see where you're coming awesome. from. Absolutely. Well, I think so in, in that scene, you can kind of tell how inexperienced he is at politics, you know, because he, he has to resort to lying and, and making promises that he can't keep because he has no other way to get around the fact that he's kind of in a tough spot. You know, he can't help the resistance because then he'll lose all confidence from his people. But at the same time, he can't give up what what it is that they want. We also have to bear in mind that the Malev War happened. Then the issues right after the Malev War is a 20-year jump where we see Magnus doing a good job at being president and and being successful. And this is a flashback story that takes place um, after the quest for the new Geomancer Torque story. Uh, so um, maybe the purpose of the story was to see him screwing up and and – see him grow as a politician maybe i don't know it, it, it this is a fill-in two-parter it doesn't you know we had the 20-year jump after this two-parter we're back in 4020 again so that makes sense so it, my next it, it question is, yeah um how many abs do they have in the future because i think this dude here has like 12 abs <laughs> oh <laughs> the, the art, it, the art is so bad. Uh, it's, I really hate this kind of art. I hate over over muscly characters. I hate women who don't look like women. Why is the security lady? Uh, yeah, Miriam. She's supposed, yeah, she's supposed to be a security lady. Why is she blowing bubbles and drinking iced tea? Like, <laughs> yeah. No, all all the clothes leaves nothing to the imagination at all, which is – You can actually tell that she has one boob that's a different size than the other one because the, the <laughs> clothes are so tight. Well, listen. That's natural, OK? Women have one of boob course. that's bigger than the other. That's how it is. That's called perspective, Josh. Uh, you may yeah. not realize it, but she's actually turned to us there. Turned slightly, yeah. Yeah, this this <laughs> artist just uh, learned from Liefeld and just got better at feet. That's all. Oh, I see. My and God, the bubble, right. The, the bubble gum is also the <laughs> same size as her boobs, uh, and she just turned slightly. <laughs> no, I think they're uh, – they're She is drinking iced tea. I didn't notice that. <laughs> yeah, she is. She's drinking iced tea. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> or maybe it's an Arnold, Arnold Palmer. No, um, I think there there are some uh, redeeming qualities to the art. At least she gets rid of it quickly. Um, particularly like the the close ups of the face. I think that those are done pretty well. Um, the problem is just overall, it's just yeah, it's it's very nineties. The guy know? can draw robots, I think. I don't know about that either. Yeah, because I, the the robot seemed like the most dated thing in this book. Like this... the one guy has like his pimp coat on and his hat. Um, let me see what page that the is. The guy in green? I, I kind of thought it – I uh, kind of liked that the robots seemed – like the way the robots tried to blend in. Like I, I liked that. you know. And uh, They, they were blending in like Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Trench coat and a, and a big hat but nothing yeah. else, you know, yeah. still green hands, green He's feet. He's got a crocodile dandy hat, man. <laughs> oh, that, well, that's that's a previous design. That's from that's from the uh, Malavor. That that is a character carryover. So you have I to be mad at David. Ro you have to be mad at David Ross for that design. <laughs> uh, it, you know, if I saw one of these guys walking past me, I just assume they were human. I mean, of they course, pretty yeah. human. they're wearing hats. Robots don't wear hats. I mean, come on. <laughs> That's funny. 
No, I mean, uh, like, the, I, I just overall the character design is really bad. Uh, everybody, everybody's just bad. Um, yeah. So, Martin, does it does it hold up for you? Stand uh, the test of time. No, not at all. I, I and I don't think it's not even you know the story itself. You know, like I said, I think the the plot is good. I think there's some very interesting things that could be discussed on you know what kind of like what Imperium's doing now with Sunlight on Snow. Um, just kind of what what makes a human a human? Can a robot have those emotions, and would they be considered a human? Uh, what rights do those machines have as opposed to, you know, whatever else? Um, so there's some interesting aspects. Just the execution of the book is just poor. Paul? Yeah, this doesn't hold up. I will say, though, I did like the uh, guest appearances. Uh, Rai showed up in a painting a couple times, which that was cool. And there was uh, the Side Lords popped up at some point in this book, I think towards the end. So that so was nice. The Side Lords, yeah, but yeah, that, that Rye painting, that is pretty cool. Yeah. I do love some Side Lords. And I was a little confused at the end of this book, too. Um, like, was, was this kidnap attempt planned? Yeah, it seems like they're hinting that it is, but it's not clear enough to be sure if that is or not. Do you mean how they draw Legia to look like she's villainous? Is that what you mean? Yeah, yeah. and it seems at yeah. the end like the robot is like, hey, the plan didn't work, but like, let's see what happens. She's like, okay, cool. I think that that's I think I think that's bad art. Okay, that makes sense. Yeah. What else is new? So the, to me, the art doesn't hold up uh, and at all. Uh, I, I, I'm, I guess I'm a little more positive on the story than you guys, but it, overall, it's a meh for me. You know, it's it's okay. Yeah, um, I don't even I don't even know if I'd, I'd give it a meh. Yeah, yeah. I think the plot could be promising, but the the entirety of the execution was pretty bad. This I certainly wish this. Just stopped caring. I, I certainly wish this wasn't the first Magnus we read because I think we'd have a lot more fun with a different story. So yeah. Well, and I mean that's just kind of the way it's going to be with you know the format of the show. Oh sure, yeah. So we have to give Mike Myers something to say that we hate, you know. <laughs> so speaking of format, you want me to see what we're going to be reading next? Yeah. Okay, let's random.org this, and we are going to read our Marines number eleven next. Terrific. I'm excited about that. I haven't read any Armorines yet. Uh, so having read Armorines in the current uh, Valiant and Nexo, I'm looking forward to reading what they were like in the original iteration. We shall see when we get there, huh? Yep. Awesome. It's that time of the show. We wrap up and tell everybody where we can uh, find Josh. Uh, you can find me on Twitter at uh, I Want Valiant. And you can listen to my other podcast called Valiant Effort through any of your listening devices. Dude, Subscribe. How fancy you are. I am, yeah. The yeah. next episode, my dad's going to be on it. Really? Yeah. That's cool. Yeah, my dad is the one who got me into comics and into Valiant. And 
and we talked for about an hour and a half about his comic book history and huh. and comics in general. So no kidding, that's nice. I was hoping there'd be a new episode today, but uh, didn't that I, happen. I didn't have time to edit it. <laughs> that makes soon. Sense. That makes. Sense. Uh, you can find Paul and I on the Valiant Central podcast and uh, on ValiantCentral.com. I am on Twitter at Valiant underscore Central. And Paul, you are? I am on Twitter at Who's Paul. Woo! Uh, if you're reading along, you can uh, now see all the completed classic Valiant listings at the ValiantDatabase.com. So be sure to check that out. All the books are in. All we've got left to do is put a claim in there, and we are all good to go. Until next time, stay valiant. Bye.